Welcome to Modern Animism, a holistic spiritual path. I'm your host, Laura Giles. Thanks so much for tuning in. And welcome to 2021. I hope it's off to an auspicious and positive start. And I always ask for you guys to send us your questions, comments, and feedback. We're getting more and more of that, so thanks for engaging. And I hate to go negative or judge anyone's path, but I got a lot of questions, um, and I'm lately raising my eyebrows at some of the information that's out there. So I'm going to do a countdown of sorts for the top spiritual mistakes or problems or I don't know what you want to call these things, uh, things that make me raise my eyebrows, um, that people bring up. Now, I don't think that there's ever any real mistakes. Everyone's path is their own path, but there are some things that you can uh, avoid spending time on because they're diversions. And there are some people who are going to steer you wrong and take advantage of you. And these are the types of things that I'm going to be addressing today. So if you've done them, no biggie. All experiences are useful. Uh, just use them to get whatever wisdom you can from them and then keep it moving. That's pretty much what everything we do in life, right? And if I can save you some time, then fabulous. That's, that's what I hope to do. Because with everything, you're the ultimate authority on what works for you. So don't let me make decisions for you or make a judgment call for you. Do you. If what I say rings true, check it out. Consider it. And then decide for yourself if, you know, what do you want to do with that? Cool? But before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's take a moment to give gratitude to the ancestors and elements. Acknowledge and thank the element of earth for the food, home, stability, strong foundation beneath us. Thank you for keeping us grounded and embodied so that we can fully enjoy our physical existence. And acknowledge and thank the element of air for inspiring us with ideas and helping us communicate with our ancestors and all of you. I appreciate the exchange of ideas that come from our listeners, and I'm grateful that we have a growing audience. Acknowledge and thank the element of fire for the desire to do and make things happen responsibly. It's cold and fire is waning right now because we're resting up for the winter, but rest assured that ideas are gestating and our fire will come alive again. Acknowledge the element of water and thank you for sustaining our lives and reminding us to go with the flow. Acknowledge and thank our loving, helping ancestors from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms. I thank you for all the help that we receive that is seen and unseen. Part of that incubation process for me it's about spending more time listening to the wise teachers. And so much is coming from them right now that I want to say thank you in a public way. I thank our listening community that continues to grow. It's really an important part of my walk in this life to contribute. And when I get questions, comments, and feedback, it helps me to feel that we're really doing something worthwhile. So I just want to say one more time that I really do appreciate the likes, shares, subscribes, and donations. And if you want to help with a financial donation, you can do that on our website at pansociety.net or at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pansociety. One of the things that I'm really realizing is that sometimes there's a big gap between what I'm talking about and what the listener hears, especially if the listener is new to animism. Or maybe you think you understand, but some things are lost in translation. And these are the things that we need to know so we can fill in the blanks. So if you're a Christian or you were a Christian, we really have a different baseline, so there could be tons of misunderstandings. And the more we talk, the more we can see these areas of disconnect and talk about the glue in between. So this is another reason to share your feedback and your questions. It helps us to be more effective in um, the information that we deliver and how we deliver it. Okay? So once again, 
I'm making this podcast out of love. If not to point fingers, to criticize, or make anybody feel bad. If you see yourself in any of this or anyone else, trust me. It's not about you or them. I'm talking very generally here, okay? And nothing that I ever say is to hurt someone or to call them out. It's really just to save you some time, shine a light on some things. And as always, like I said, feel free to do whatever you want. There's no rules, no dogma, no judgment, okay? So um, that's number one. If you're ever approached by anyone who makes their program path or whatever they're saying seem like it's for the chosen few, um, you might run run away. I know we all want to feel important, but appealing to the ego is definitely not the animist way. We're all equals. Um, there's no chosen ones <laughs> among us. Uh, we don't have equal abilities, resources, or skills, but we are of equal value. So nobody's going to be more spiritual or more important than anyone else. We do have different missions. So not to say that we're all the same. Diversity is definitely a part of life. A chicken is not a ro- uh, rooster, of course. A uh, pigeon <laughs> or a peacock, but they're all equally valuable. Um, so if somebody's um, spiritual pitch, let's call it, is about making you feel important, special, or better than someone else, so love bombing you and kind of feeding your ego, it's not animism. Uh, I wouldn't say it's particularly spiritual either. It's more like spiritual bypass. So this uh, appeal to the chosen ones, you're the special one, you're, you know, we are the the elite kind of thing. Probably they're preying on your vulnerability and need to be accepted. So I'd be real, 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 real suspicious about that. Um, and these aren't necessarily um, bad things, but here are some examples, like vegetarians. Um, not all vegetarians are like this, but some of them you will see are really critical of other people if you're not vegetarians. Like, we're vegetarians and we're better than everybody else. Or yogis, or animal rights people, or homesteaders, people who bike to work, people who have taken classes with a big name, somebody, uh, people who wear spiritual clothes or symbols, like um, an ankh or a peace symbol or a druid symbol or whatever, uh, pentagrams. Um, nothing is wrong with any of these things. They're all good things. They're all cool things. They're all great things. But if they're used as a means to separate or judge, are you really benefiting from them? Or are you using them to look good? Are you using them to separate? That's That's kind of what I mean. It's not really a thing of good or bad. It's just how are you using it? What's the intention behind it? What is the result that's being produced from it? Okay. So number two is using mantras to avoid living or changing. So an example of that is it is what it is. Um, Another one is everything happens for a reason. And those are actually two of my favorites. So it's not that a mantra is a bad thing. Um, We... I think it's beneficial to have these little snippets that remind us of keeping our feet on the ground, why we're here, keep moving forward, those kinds of things. So I do believe that everything happens for a reason, and it is what it is, uh, live in a space of acceptance. But that doesn't mean that I can stop living, making choices, improving things, or just be a lump. So um, if I just stop paying bills, oh, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I start showing up late for appointments, oh, everything happens for a reason. Um, You know, if I start lying and cheating and then uh, I blame it on somebody else or blame it on the universe or just be like, you know, well, no big deal. It doesn't have an impact. That's not not really particularly 
animistic because animism is about participation. So it is about me doing me. That's the sovereignty part. But it's also about we. That's the connection part. And participation. So you're not something that is acted on. Life is a game of give and take. And you have choices in how to respond to what's happening. Hopefully you choose to be responsible, reactive, or responsive. And hopefully it's not reactive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, or or just, uh, I guess these examples would be more like apathetic. So you're not participating. You're not even reacting because you're not even participating. So there's no victims in animism. It's it, it's really about participation. It's being here, uh, choosing. And what's happening isn't your destiny. It's your choice. The things flow from other things. And if you make pro-people, pro-happy, pro-good choices, then most of the time you're going to have an outcome that you desire. So it's about participation. Cool? Um, number three is the idea of doing all rituals all the time, particularly plant medicine. I'm not, it's, I think it's super cool that people are interested in rituals. I don't understand the fascination with them, though, <laughs> especially when it's uh, an excuse to abuse drugs because spirituality is about everything, everything. And, you know, there's rituals embedded in everyday life, so I'm not saying that rituals aren't important or that they have to be some big thing that we dress up for and have a big occasion for, but it, it's just a part of all of it. It's not the big thing. Um, and when we do rituals over and over and over and over and over, and over again with plant medicine, um, it can be a way to whitewash, uh, like calling it plant medicine is a way to whitewash it and make it clean and good and wholesome and healthy when it's really drug abuse. So if you're doing it every weekend, it's probably spiritual bypass. It takes me a good two months at least to fully integrate a non-drug-induced cleansing or spiritual breakthrough. And I've had some that have taken two years. So how can you breathe if you're doing them daily or weekly? There just isn't time to digest what you got the first time. So maybe if this is if you're hearing this and you're just like, ooh, maybe I'm doing this too much, maybe it's a come to Jesus moment where you need to have a reality talk with yourself and ask yourself what you're doing or what your facilitator is doing. Are they really spiritual healers or are they businessmen? Not knocking it. Man's got to eat. Somebody's got to make your money some kind of way. But just being real about what you're doing. You know, I don't really care what you're doing. <laughs> I think all paths lead to the same place. So it, don't have a dog in the fight. Do you? Um, I've certainly done things that I've been on the hamster wheel. And when, when I get off, I'm like, wow, I wasted a lot of time doing that. So it's just what we do. Um, but I know a lot of times there have been times when I was like, well, geez, I wish somebody had said something to me. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just saying, hey, you know, hey, look at this. See if this rings true to you. See if you want to do something with this. That's all. Uh, number four is disregarding common sense in favor of love and light. So I'm all about peace and love, all about love and light. Um, don't think that there's anything better than that. So what I'm talking about, for examples, are stuff like Blindly trusting people or circumstances because fear's got your back. It's all love and light. Why worry? But we don't go down dark alleys with strangers or give people money when we don't know them, right? Almost never, right? Um, because it's just common sense. 
And there are stories of trusting in spirit in unlikely situations, and they have turned out really well. So, you know, spirit said, whatever. Um, and then next thing you know, you have a life-changing situation. We do hear stories like that, and I think they're like the Cinderella moments where we're hoping that our fairy godmother is whispering to us, and we really, really want a fairy tale moment for ourselves, but you still got to do that gut check. Uh, it doesn't make you less faithless to keep your credit card in your wallet. It, it, or it doesn't make your faith less strong, I guess is a better way to say that. Um, or just to use your due diligence. So ask spirit to send you a more safe, comfortable experience. Sometimes things need to happen the way they need to happen, and it really is a test of faith. So I'm not saying it's a black and white thing. But I've certainly done this, and that's why it's on the list. I've done some crazy things. It's just like, wow, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> because in normal circumstances, you just wouldn't do it. It just doesn't make sense. Spirit does have your back and doesn't want you to get hurt. But, you know, do that gut check. I do see the light in everybody, and, and I want to believe that everybody's good. But sometimes it, it just really isn't on. The light is not on. And people... Some people do want to hurt you, and some people do want to take your stuff. And it's okay to give it to them. It's not the most effective thing to put yourself in harm's way. So just be aware of your choices. Um, where there's light, there's dark. Everything is not love and light, okay, much as we'd like for it to be. It's just not. So keep your common sense hat on. Uh, number five is blaming curses or ancestral baggage for all your problems. There's two issues with this. Um, this is the main one for me. As I see people taking advantage of other people and making them feel small by diagnosing their issues, judging them, or making them into customers, especially the customers, that's a pet peeve. Because I feel like that's taking advantage of somebody's naivete. That's kind of like the, the gut check thing that I was just talking about. Maybe you're not going down a blind alley with them, but you're letting them take you on a ride. And that's just wrong. There really aren't that many people who actually have curses, because think about this. In order for you to have a curse, then you'd have to have somebody who knows how to curse. Do you know anybody like that? <laughs> I mean, it's just not part of the Western world. Now, you can inadvertently curse somebody if you fling enough horrible energy at them, but that's not what we're talking about here, I don't think. So do you have a curse on you? Probably not. Now, we all have ancestral baggage that we need to clean up. You spot it, you got it. So clean it up. Doesn't matter where it originated. If it's in your ancestors, it's in you. So clean it up. Be suspicious of somebody who wants to tell you what's wrong with you, especially if they're offering to be your solution. So, you know, you're at some event or a store, or you just meet somebody at a meetup or something, the next thing you're telling you, oh, girl, you got this and you got that, blah, 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 blah and I can fix it for you. Yeah. Be suspicious. <laughs> you don't know these people from Adam. Why are you listening to them? You know, do your due diligence. It just, to me, smacks of spiritual predatory behavior. You're the expert on you. You're the healer of you. All healing comes from the self. And anyone else, including a doctor, is just the facilitator. So not saying that you don't have these problems, not saying that somebody can't help you with these problems. I'm just saying... Put your thinking cap on and look for the most reasonable solution before you go to you got curses or ancestral baggage, okay? All right. <laughs> so number six is 
judging emotion. So what I'm talking about now is like when if you get upset and, and somebody's just like, oh, you're not uh, enlightened enough. Why are you being so angry? You know, like emotions are a bad thing. Emotions are healthy. And being calm can be a sign of being more balanced, you know, or it could be a sign of being dead inside. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Nobody's calm all the time. Sometimes anger, fear, anxiety, or strong emotions are absolutely appropriate, you know? Every moment, an emotion has a purpose. So if I'm feeling like you are trespassing against me, you're violating my boundaries, the appropriate thing is to feel anger, to feel your feelings. If something is threatening me, it's appropriate to feel fear. I need to feel those feelings and I need to act on that fear to move to a place of safety. So that's what I'm talking about. It's not bad to to have emotions, um, but if you're letting someone judge your emotions to manipulate you, then that is not particularly spiritual. And they're they're using their they're putting on themselves on their spiritual pedestal to look down on you, and that's not cool. It's okay to be authentic, to do you. Um, sometimes our emotions are kind of out of control. And we do need to learn to manage them, and we need to be effective. But stressing love and light and positivity all day long is not, it's not even realistic because day follows night, you know? If it's not in nature, it's probably not a part of animism. It's about balance. You know, you can't be positive all the time, nor is it desirable. There's masculine, feminine, night, day, anger, peace. That's just part of it. So if you're doing that, you're human. It's okay. <laughs> You've heard it from me now. Okay. So number seven is, uh, this is another one of my pet peeves, It's giving your power to a guru or a fortune teller. I see the fortune teller thing all the time, um, or astrologer, or somebody diviner, a medium, that kind of thing. Uh, sovereignty is about you standing in your own power, not giving it away to someone else, not following somebody else's path. Sometimes we need a leader. Sometimes we need advice. But your job is to live your life, not outsource it to a guru or fortune teller. And I get wanting answers or directions. Perfectly reasonable. We all need that. I get wanting reassurance. We all need that too. But there's a big difference between that and giving your power over to someone else. That's like saying, hey, I'm volunteering to be a puppet through my life. And is that what you really want? You know, or do you want somebody to say, okay, now this is going to happen, and you just walk into it and be like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, now this is going to happen. Oh, yeah, I did that. Now you're going to go to school. Oh, yeah, I went to school. That would be such a boring life. What, what's the point of that? I mean, that's why we have um, uh, forgetfulness when we're born again, so that we can choose <laughs> to make it new. Otherwise, what would be the point? It's like watching a movie that you've already seen before, only you're living it. So live your life. You get to make it up as you go along. Cool. Uh, number eight is doing good for the appearances or the reward of it. So I, I feel like this is, um, some people do this because they think that they're, it makes them more spiritual or if they're going to get a reward, like they could go to heaven or nirvana. And there's no destination in the animus path. There's, it's just about the journey. And if you're doing this, so doing good for the appearances or reward of it, you might have a hidden uh, heaven complex. You may, maybe you want the praise. You want to feel worthy or you want to feel safe. 
like if you do enough good, you're not going to have to endure any more crap. And guess what? People are going to see through you and resent you for using them as part of your scheme to feel good. People know. We know. And people know when you give to get. And they're going to feel manipulated. Uh, just because we don't like to be set up. And there's no time in life when the crap stops. You eat, you poop. It's that simple. It never ends. That's just how the little cycle of life goes. You clean, it gets messy again. How does that happen? You know, you sweep a porch and the wind blows leaves on. That's just the way it is. It's always a cycle of that. Renewal, death, rebirth. Same, over and over and over and over again. So the best thing that you can do is learn enough skills to deal with what comes and have a lot of compassion and patience. Sometimes you're going to get a reward for doing good, and sometimes you're not. There is balance in that, but sometimes that's not what it's about. You know, and maybe it doesn't come around for a long time, or maybe it comes around in a way that you don't expect so you don't add the two up. So just don't, I I would just give that up. Don't give to get. Give because you feel like it. Don't sit there waiting for something because that expectation is what sets you up for disappointment. You know, oh, if I give you this, you're going to love me. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll feel manipulated and you'll, you'll turn your back on me. You know, when you give freely and other people are free to give in return, that's when the love happens, not when out of obligation. So what does healthy spirituality look like? So communication is open and honest. So everything I'm telling you here, you have, you're totally free to reject. <laughs> you can question it on me and say, hey, well, what are you talking about? Um, that's what I'm talking about, open and honest. And maybe, maybe you have something to contribute that would make me be like, mm, yeah, I'll rethink that. I changed my mind. So that's open and honest too. Um, and when you're engaging, you feel like you have a voice or you're an equal player. So it's not like, you know, in most churches you have somebody who's standing there, a preacher, a minister, a priest, and they're talking down to you. They're like high up on this thing and they're looking down at you. That's not how it is in animism. So everything is your teacher. The trees, the birds, the cloud, every single moment, everything is communicating with you, breathing with you as an equal player, and you are too. And you can take it or you can leave it. That's how it is in animism. So feel free to walk away. Feel free to ask questions. You need to feel like you're in control of your actions, beliefs, and spiritual practice rather than putting it into someone else's hands. You know, the bird doesn't sit there and wait for God to drop his meal in his nest. He goes out and gets it. And the kitty isn't sitting there waiting for somebody to tell him what to believe in. Figures it out. You're you're an animal, just like that. It's up to you. Um, in animism, you can come and go as you wish. There's no pressure to conform, stay, or do things that you might not want to do. Totally cool. It's about sovereignty and connection. You can be yourself and are accepted for who you are and what you bring to the table. And um, I think this is especially important for people who are quirky or outliers because those people... Us people, we people, I have something unique to add to the mix. So it's really important for you to show, it's important for all of us to show up as who we are and what we've got. Um, and to know that you're welcome and you have an equal place at the table, whether you're drinking the Kool-Aid or not. Not to say we're savoring Kool-Aid, but you know what I mean. 
So spiritual manipulation, spiritual abuse, and spiritual bypass are real things. Those first two, so spiritual manipulation and spiritual abuse, are things that someone else does to you. And the last one, spiritual bypass, is something you do to yourself. It's wise to keep this in mind so that you're always making mindful and wise choices about where to put your faith and how you want to practice your spirituality. It's deeply personal and can be the thing that adds tremendous value to your life. Or it could put you in a prison of your own making. So hope that you think about those things and make it conscious. Make whatever you do conscious. If you want to deepen your practice of animism and want a mentor, you can check out pansociety.org where Sherry and I are offering mentoring and other um, teaching. You can post questions on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you find us on social media. You can um, join us on the Facebook private group. We also have one on MeWe. We love your feedback and love hearing from you. Um, And I'd like to close, as always, by sending gratitude to the elements our loving, helping ancestors, and all of you for joining us for this edition of Modern Animism Radio. And don't forget to donate as we do need your financial and emotional support, and you can do that at our website at pansociety.net. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Laura Giles for Pan Society. See you all next week. Bye.